Garfield Japan. What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And I am Jeremy Deschner. That's right. And as you fine folks know, Got Fitted Japan is about two dudes. Booze. Japan in the news. That's right. Fantastic. And faders, um, this is episode number... 581. That's right. Episode number 581. And unfortunately, we can't have Tom here with us right now because Tom is sadly on diaper duty. And faders, when you have a little baby, when you have a little kid running around and stuff, it's adorable. It's great. But it makes podcasting a little bit difficult to do. So unfortunately, Tom is not here. So what we're going to do is we're going to open up our beer. So faders, if you're drinking, which you should be, unless you're driving or doing something stupid, um do that and then lift your beer up in the air there we go kampai virtual kampai and uh yeah this is for you tommy bottoms up mm. Mm. oh my what god you got your paws wrapped around there my friend i dude i found this at the store 20 minutes ago and i've never seen this before this is an ebisu premium beer but it's different it's green i think this is the uh christmas edition mm-hmm have you seen this before? I've never seen this before. This is new. Um, I think I saw something similar, but I'm not sure if it's the same thing. I remember back when uh, 2015, when The Force Awakens came out, they had a similar type of beer can like that. But I'm not sure it's exactly the same because on video, it, may, it looks a little bit green. It might be blue in real life. I'm not sure. It's kind of turquoise, to be honest. It's a turquoise okay. color. I think this is kind of like a Christmas blend here. Mm. It tastes like Ebisu, but it's a little bit more hoppy. But I like the sharpness of Ebis. I love Ebis right. because it's like a really sharp beer. And this is I like, like this is like a hoppy Ebis. Not bad. It's not bad. It, it kind of goes with the Christmas feeling, you know? It's green. It's hoppy. <laughs> it kind of tastes like a little bit of like a Christmas tree. There's a little Christmas tree in my beer. Anyway, what are That's you drinking good. right now? <laughs> Okay, I've got myself a uh, chuhai. If you don't know what that is, that's a ready-to-made, ready-made drink. It's kind of got like vodka, a Japanese shochu, Good as stuff. we say. It's kind of the Japanese vodka and uh, lemon and soda. So that's uh, that's what I'm drinking, and I'm drinking out of my trusty, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man cup. Oh, as I that is so awesome! And I must say, I must say. Your background is incredible. Now, a lot of faders think that our backgrounds are fake, but they're not fake. Mine is black. <laughs> it is black <laughs> because all my lights are out. <laughs> That's real. And yours is 110% authentic. Dude, you've got a Correct. lot of cool shit back there, dude. That is real, faders. And for all you faders that are signed up to the Patreon page, which you should be, 
you can see this video right now here with us. Dude, Jeremy, can you do me a little bit of a favor and explain yeah. some of the cool stuff you got rocking behind you? Okay. So the big one that sticks out right here is my Han Solo painting, which, which was done by a local artist. You may or may not know him. His name is Johnny. And Hello. he has a podcast. Hello. Yeah. Called Got Fate in Japan. Thank so, you. So, yeah, uh, John, Johnny hooked me up with that painting there. I'm a Star Wars fan, so he knew that. And he's, he got me taken care of with this awesome painting. Thank and uh, it's got right. a black light on it. So, uh, if you ever are interested in getting a painting uh, that has like a black light properties or get one of uh, Johnny's jean jackets with a painting on the back, go to spiltink.com and check that out. There's tons of stuff there. See, uh, next usually that, I'm the one that has to do all the shameless promotion. So I'm glad somebody's actually working with me this time. <laughs> I'm here. You. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. Uh, uh, right around that. I've got, I've got several. So I'm a Spider-Man freak. So I've got several Spider-Man Deadpool things. I've got uh, a autographed uh, picture of Stan Lee back there. Uh, oh. I got an autograph still up here you probably can't see it but still from the 1990s spider-man cartoon uh, that's also signed by stan lee is that the one on the left um that one right there oh we can't see it yes and then that one behind stan lee is one that i drew myself that's a spider-man drawing by by yours truly nice and then and then tell me you probably can't see it because i got a picture of deadpool and Spider-Man together, that's signed by the artist. I can't remember his name right now, but then above that, that's a, that's a cartoon cell from the 1990s cartoon, uh, Spider, Amazing Spider-Man cartoon, where he's fighting Doc Ock. That's signed by Stan Lee as well. Nice. Um, I've got a Sons of Anarchy jacket back there. I've got a, I've got a giant Darth Vader poster slash towel. I've got autographed Mark Hamill poster above that. Next to Mark Hamill, I've got uh, an autographed uh, pic picture of Carrie Fisher talking to Harrison Ford, signed by both of them. Whoa. Yeah. And uh, I've also got art right over here. I've got an autographed picture of Dave Prowse, Darth Vader. I got a giant R2D2 back there and a Deadpool mask up here. Uh, Star Wars uh, bank back there. I got an uh, autographed poster, uh, autographed photo of. Ensign Inoue, who's a pride fighter. And an autographed poster of uh, BJ Penn back there. Uh, tons of stuff, man. Then, uh, then, of course, the room is wrapped in purple uh, LED lights. And then, of course, at the very top of the room, I got a little Spider-Man. You can probably see him hanging down there from his webs. Yep, yep. yep. And then over here, I've got R2-D2, Boba Fett, Joker. Captain America shield, Superman. I got Loki and uh, Thor. I've got Sonic the Hedgehog. I've got Archer. I've got another Darth Vader. I got tons of stuff here, man. Luke Skywalker. I've got uh, uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, I got I got Rick Sanchez over there. I've got I've also got a Pickle Rick signed by the artist who draws Pickle Rick cartoons. Nice. Yeah, a bunch of stuff, man. I love comic books. I love. Star Wars, and I love the MCU, and uh, I, I, I tend to collect that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Your collection is awesome, dude. You don't have a man cave. You got a man universe back there, dude. That is awesome. I do. Hell I do. yeah, dude. I fucking love it, man. I can't wait to come over there because I would yeah. love to see all that stuff in action. And another thing 
that I want mm. to enjoy at your place is your hot pepper collection too, dude. You've got fucking hot peppers. Dude. You've got the man universe over there. I mean, looking at things has got to be incredible and then tasting things has got to be even more incredible because every time I go onto your, your Instagram and your Facebook pages and stuff, I see like all this meat's all cooked up all nice and stuff. It's either that or it's like super duper hot peppers. And I don't know snap about hot peppers, dude. You got to school me, dude. You got to school me on peppers, dude. So what is the name of your peppers? All right, the ones that I'm growing now, I've got a few growing, but the the really interesting ones that I'm growing now are um, Carolina Reapers. Reapers? And they are hard to – Reapers. Carolina Reapers. Uh. And they are hard to come by in Japan. Uh, next to impossible to come by in Japan. But uh, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows about a thing, who does this little thing in the background, and something may have fill up a truck, if you know what I'm saying. What yeah, you so, saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I came across the – an individual who had uh, some seeds and I'm growing some Carolina reapers here in Japan. So if you're unfamiliar with the Carolina reaper, uh, allow me to explain currently, according to the Guinness book of world records, that is the hottest pepper in the world. It's sitting around 1 million Scoville and a Scoville is how we measure hotness and spiciness. And, um, let's just to give you an idea, a jalapeno pepper is around 2,500. Scoville. So we're looking at a million Scoville starting off at a million, depending on the pepper, of course, it, it has a range, um, but a million for the Carolina Reapers. You have a question? I got a question. Okay. All right. I know Tabasco really well. I, I like, I like hot sauce, but I'm not that familiar with hot sauce. I'm not a hot sauce nerd. I, I'm, I'm, I'm an apprentice, I guess you could say. What okay. is tobacco, Tabasco sauce under the rating? Okay, the rating of a Tabasco is probably uh, around thirty five hundred, maybe four thousand. What range? Yeah, so that's three thousand, and the the hot the, the peppers that you have is a million. Mm, yes, correct. You that's you, a, you've got that's it. like comparing a match to like a napalm inferno. Correct, correct. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> So of course, I've got I've got a, a couple of friends around me that that are also into peppers and in, in, in the hot stuff. And uh-huh. it's interesting to to, to um, compare. So we, we each have our, uh, ordered some different kinds of hot sauces, different mustards and whatnot, salsas. Yeah. And we get together sometimes and I'll cook something or they'll cook something. We'll all cook something like a potluck. And we'll, we'll each try out each other's choice of hot sauce. And it's kind of fun. And now you may be asking yourself, why the hell would you intentionally eat something that's a million uh, Scoville? And the reason is, is because when you eat something hot, what your brain does is it produces a chemical and uh, that chemical is called dopamine and that's the feel good chemical inside your brain. So after, after your mouth gets hot and you start feeling all those things like your face is turning red, you're sweating, that, that kind of chills out after like 10 or maybe 15 minutes, depending on who you are and what you ate. And then after that, there's a wave of dopamine that hits you. What? And you feel good. Yeah, you feel good. And you can even basically basically get high eating hot peppers. Can you do that with Tabasco? It would take a lot of Tabasco to do that, my <laughs> friend. <laughs> Tabasco is not that strong of a of a of a hot sauce. It's, it's tasty and it's got an interesting backstory. It's it was brought to Japan by uh, Antonio Inoki, who's a famous uh, pro wrestler with the big mm-hmm. jaw. 
and uh, and uh, he's now um, like a kind of like a congressman in Japan, like a politician. But he brought Tabasco, uh, red and green Tabasco, to to Japan. And, really, and that's how he, he made a fortune over. Yeah, over here. Wow. Off that. Yeah, because faders, um, we got people all over the world listening to the show. Faders, when you come to Japan, you may be quite surprised to see Tabasco at almost. Not every restaurant, but a lot of restaurants. A, a lot of like izakayas yeah. or small little diners and, and uh, just like Japanese Pizza places. restaurants. Yeah, you'll, you'll see Tabasco and you're like, whoa, uh, what's this doing here? Something here doesn't belong and it's Tabasco. But yeah, there's Tabasco in a lot of different places and stuff. And um, almost every single, every single supermarket that you go to, you'll definitely find Tabasco. You'll find Sriracha. But it's not the same Sriracha. It's a different Sriracha. Is it the original Vietnamese Sriracha that's in Japan? It's not the American well, one. There's a couple different types. There's, there's like a different flavors of sriracha right uh-huh. one that we get here in japan is relatively mild tastes great on chicken love it um love it it's fantastic um but it's a relatively mild one so i'm sure if yeah. you went over to vietnam there'd probably be a guy equivalent to myself over there going that ain't shit you know that, that, that's that's, it. that's candy for children <laughs> yeah <laughs> i give that away during halloween <laughs> yeah <laughs> man that's crazy though but um yeah okay so a million what's it called a million scobies a million scovilles scovilles how do you spell it s-c-o-v-i-l-e scoville i think it's two l's like a ville like a village like a like a smallville like where superman's from smallville yeah where does that come from scoville is that is that an an english term is that latin scoville i think it's a guy's last name oh michael scoville (laughs) yeah i think probably some guy's somebody's last name yeah scoville okay like a million scovilles like if you see one of these peppers and you get too close to it will your eyes burn will your your fingers burn i mean is it that spicy where pretty much everything will burn yeah so like, don't touch your dick. Will, <laughs> oh, even your dick will burn, bro. If you if you touch the pepper and then you touch your dick, you're in for a bad day. Oh my god. So when you're making food, when you're cooking or you're making anything with this, wait, how do you what do you, how do you eat these actually? Do you, do you eat them raw or do you like make them into sauce or what are you doing? Yes, all of the above. All of the above. Right. So what have you made uh, recently? Uh, right now I've got mustard um, I didn't make it myself. I bought it from a, a company called Pucker Butt uh, Pepper Company in in the in the United States. They're the ones who invented it. the uh, yeah. They're the ones who invented the um, the Carolina Reaper uh, by by um, mating uh, Scotch bonnet pepper with the habanero pepper. Mm-hmm. And I think they're yeah. I think that's the two they use. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure of that. You, if there was only a way, I could look that up, but there's not. Um, but uh, they married those two peppers together and uh, created the, the Carolina Reaper. And uh, once a pepper's been created and you want to enter that into like uh, the Guinness Book of World Records, there's uh, qualifications like this. You got to send it to a lab. It's got to get tested. Some people got to, you know, uh, test how many Scovilles it is and you got to get that certified. And then you go mm-hmm. back to the Guinness Book of World Records and then they check it and blah, 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 blah. The list goes on and on. That takes a few years. Now, that being said, right now, currently, the Carolina Reaper is the hottest pepper on record for the Guinness Book of World Records. But Whoa. that could change any moment. They're, those guys are always making new, new kinds and getting new kinds certified. So that could change tomorrow. But for right now, that's the hottest one. Question. Go okay. for it. 
this is the hottest pepper in the world as of yeah. now. And right. it's being made currently, dominantly in the United States of America. Now, when Correct. that pepper is being grown, it's in a certain soil and there's a certain kind of water and a certain kind of like environment that it's growing in. Now, you are in Japan. You're in Tokyo, right? right? Now, you're growing these right. peppers. Now, are these peppers hotter because they're in Japan with a different climate, different water, different soil, different nutrients, or are they more mild? Or in the pepper world, would they be the same? Um, it, it's very interesting that you bring up this point because um, to make a pepper hotter, you give it less water. It's like you have to have it like starving for water. Mm -hmm. You got to piss it off, man. You got to piss it off. Yeah, <laughs> really? so it's, it's got to be starving for water. So you're right. The soil makes a difference. The fertilizer you add to it. Um, the amount of water you give it and then like carolina reapers specifically you should only give them like about two inches of water per week mm -hmm. you know maybe about them two inches about you know just a little bit i'm trying to i'm trying to say it a little bit of water i mean it could be a giant bowl of just two inches but mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just a little bit of water per week and you want to you want to control it because you want them to be hot so like i was mentioning before you kind of starve them for water which makes them hotter but since I haven't been able to go back to America and compare it, because you can't take vegetables and fruit across borders like on an airplane and stuff, especially like Carolina Reapers because they're hot and they have oil. And if you squeeze them, that gets people's eyes. It's terrible. But it's like uh, yeah, it's, it's almost like a mace almost. Yeah. If you, if you got it in your eyes, you'd be in a lot of, a lot of pain. A but uh, pain. yeah, but uh, it, it, it would be interesting to test that and find that out one day. Can't they send it in the mail though? Or if it goes in the mail, it kind of fucks them up because if you put something in an airplane, the different uh, pressure, the air pressure might fuck them up or something. I don't know. Are they a sensitive plant or are they like a cactus? They can survive anywhere. They're a pretty sensitive plant, man. And I'm not an ex, 100%. I'm, I'm growing them, but I'm learning as I'm growing them. So uh, you have a lot of good questions, but I, I can't honestly answer every one of those questions that you're asking because I don't know the answer. Okay, so, that's cool. Yeah. But I got another question. Okay. okay. So you're the man in Japan growing these, right? Now, one of the very few, yeah. One of the very few. I mean, as I stated before, when you go to a supermarket, you only see Tabasco, you see uh, Vietnamese sriracha, you see maybe five or six Japanese spicy sauces. And Japanese spicy sauces are relatively mild, let's be honest. Right. Right? Right. What if you got into business and you started making like atomic, and I'm sure that that's already being used, atomic spice or atomic sauce or something like that. Right. What if you did that? I mean, you would be a big fish in a little pond here in Japan. Unfortunately, also the the big fish in little pond analogy doesn't work very well because how many people in Japan that want to eat super spicy hot sauce? There, there's, the market's going to be really, really small. I'd, I'd say um, because I think the Japanese people, if you look at most Japanese people, like especially older ones, yeah, they're they're more in tune with Japanese uh, a palate and more in tune with Japanese cuisine. And you and I know that a Japanese the Japanese cuisine has basically Mayonnaise flavor, salt flavor, miso flavor, and uh, you know, and wasabi flavor. Those are True. those are the main staples of Japanese food. And from a Western palate, a lot of Japanese food, even though it's delicious and beautifully prepared, and the chefs are amazing, a lot of it is bland and, quite frankly, a little bit boring. So True. if you compared like um, Japanese food to like 
something you'd see like in let's say louisiana mm-hmm. right so down there and you get some of that cajun food man or or, or oh, memphis i love cajun food gumbo yeah 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 the the, the palate is completely different right yep. the, the the spices the uh seasoning that they use are just completely opposite sides of the um, of the chart yep yeah. So to answer your question, getting in that business, I'd have to do a lot of research and find out if there was actually people who are interested in eating that kind of super hot sauce. Because right now, it's just guys like you and me who want to do a challenge, uh, who, who really just got into it because they were watching hot ones on, on YouTube. Love and that show. Find, yeah, me too. And want to find out uh, what, what hot sauces are like. But I don't know if it's, it would be a sustainable business to answer your question. What okay. is the biggest stable drink in Japan? Shochu. <laughs> Preaching to the choir. Okay, now yeah. what's after that? Uh, sake. Okay, all right, right, right. Speaking my language, what's after that? Beat it. Read in my mind, what's after that? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, whiskey. Oh yeah, that's good too. Yeah, that, all right. Something that's non-alcoholic. <laughs> oh, be more shit. specific. All right. Tea. Tea. Yes. Green yeah. tea is the staple drink of Japan. Everybody right. I would agree. Drink, everybody's been drinking tea since they're a little kid, right? Now that I love it. Is, yes, I love it too. Now the thing is, when I first came to Japan in 1998, when I first came here. I saw one thing that blew me away. I was in Japan for like maybe three weeks and I traveled all over the country. I was a kid and I went to, uh, I went to Takamatsu. I went to Kyoto. I went to Kobe, Tokyo. I went up North. I went all over the place. Right. And right. when I was in, when I was in, um, where was I? I was in, um, I think it was Kobe. I was in Kobe and I saw something that blew me away. I saw a Starbucks. And I saw that, oh, yeah. I saw one Starbucks, and I was like, dude, that would never take off here. Fuck that, dude. Starbucks is never going to be big here in 1998, right? Now, right. let's move forward about 20 years. It's fucking 2020 right now, right? My yeah. little station, my little, little station has one, two, three, four, five, five Starbuckses that yeah. are always full. Now, the right. thing is, dude, it just takes one person, one person to say, hey, Maybe you should try not tea, but coffee. Try some coffee. And then people start drinking coffee. They're like, hey, this shit's actually pretty good. And then it catches on like wildfire. You can't go to any station. You can't go to a station in, in the, the Tokyo area or major city mm-hmm. area without seeing at least one cafe. If it's not Starbucks, it's a Tulis. If it's not Tulis, it's a Detour. If it's not Detour, it's something else. There's so many, right? So the Correct. thing is, if you went back 30 years and you said, yo, in every station, there's going to be at least like three to five cafes that only serve coffee. Dude, the person that you're talking to 30 years ago would spit in your face. They'd be like, fuck you. That would never happen. Dude, I'm saying right now, you've got a golden opportunity that you should take advantage of. All right. So what we want all you and actually, to actually, and I, money. And I'm telling you the, I'm telling this special secret to the whole world. <laughs> Yeah. Special secret we should do. <laughs> send you money. Yeah. Faders, uh, sign up for the Patreon. If we get uh well, how much money do you need? A million yen. 
a million Scobies, a Scoby, was it Scobillions? Scovilles. Scovilles. A, a million Scovilles equals a million yen. If he gets a million yen, he'll start that company. So when you come to Japan or if you're living in Japan, you can have your own very super, super, so incredibly spicy sauce. So spicy that I don't even think I want, actually, I'm only going to, I'm going to try it with you. That's the only time okay. I'm going to try something that's spicy. I'll never try that on my own. I'm not going to go to a store or a restaurant and try something that's spicy. Dude, I need fucking training wheels on this bicycle. <laughs> okay, so that's a good point that you bring up. So getting into hot sauces is like getting into fine wines or, excuse me, getting into whiskey or getting into like, um, you know, what's another thing? Cigars. Cigars. Yeah. It's exactly like that. So you need someone to kind of guide you on what's good because like for example for me i don't use any tobacco products so i don't know what the first thing about what is a good cigar what is it supposed to taste like what is it supposed to look like what's it supposed to smell like what's the top end what's the bottom end what's gross i mm-hmm. don't have any clue because i don't use any tobacco products so if you're not interested if you're not um used to hot sauces it's kind of the same thing so really? you need someone like me to kind of guide you along all right, cool. How would you do that? Would you be like, okay, this one here is smoky, this one here is dry, this one's here. Would you have like like five pieces of chicken with five different sauces or any kind of any kind of meat or like chicken's fine or we could do beef, it depends. But um I'm you, hungry you now actually. I'm like, what? Yeah. Dude, I know yeah. how you cook your meats, dude. I'm fucking so stoked to come over to your place. I'm like, all yeah. right. First off, show me the meat. Second, all right, spicy. Let's spice it up, man. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So Hell the, yeah. the way the way that um, hot sauces work, you got vinegar based. You've got sweet ones. You've got they can still be spicy and still sweet, right? But you got vinegar. You got sugar. You've got like uh, tomato based. You've got curry based. You've got all these different flavors, and you got to just try a little tiny a dollop on each, you know, on a piece of meat. And see what 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 uh, what works with your palate, because maybe maybe you don't like curry. I'm just saying, you know, maybe you don't like tomato, maybe you don't mm-hmm. like vinegar. So what works for me that may not work for you. So you gotta you gotta sit there and play around with each one and see which one see which one works for you. And then you know it takes about ten to fifteen minutes for um, the pain or the hotness to subside, and then you try the next. <laughs> Oh, right. 15 minutes oh man <laughs> yeah so, yeah so it's kind of like a tattoo right so a tattoo after 15 minutes you get those endorphins kicking in right so Correct. if you need something spicy like if you eat what if you eat like one of these peppers after 15 minutes you can't kind of get the, those endorphins kicking in you're just like yeah like that give me the next spicy sauce you're at that point after the endorphins kick in right and then well first thing that's going to happen to you is your face is going to get really hot and then your lips are going to burn and then your nose is going to start running. Then your eyes are going to start watering and then you're going to take a breath. And as you breathe in, it's going to kick in more of that, uh, that capacitor, like the hot oil or whatever. It's going to fire off on more of your uh, taste buds. And then you're going to breathe out and that's going to do a different effect than breathing in because breathing in was cool, but breathing out is hotter. And then like, you're going to do it again. And then, and then, like, after 10 or 15 minutes of that, and you're like, going, God, God, whatever. This sucks, this sucks, this sucks. And it starts to subside. And then that, that wave of uh, endorphins kicks in, and you're like, I'm ready to go again. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you die doing this? I haven't yet. Oh, my God. All right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I like spicy food, but I, but, I, but the spicy the spices that I'm used to are, are 
pretty much like what 2000 on this 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 scale and the scale goes from like 2000 to a million dude that's a big gap dude if somebody oh my friend there there's more than a million if you watch hot wings they're the last dab sauce is two million plus that's like all right imagine two people one person has two thousand dollars in their bank account and right. then the other person has two million plus dollars in their bank account. These people right. have completely different lifestyles, right? Correct, correct. That's yeah. like the same thing with the spice. If you got like one spice that's two thousand, one spice that's like two million plus, they're like completely right. different. The worlds apart. The their points of right. view of the world is completely different, dude. It's like fucking right. Mark and Mindy, dude. And the, and an interesting thing is like I was telling you that the the Carolina Reaper pepper is one million Scoville. Yeah, you start mixing it with other shit, like uh, different different peppers, different spices. You throw some paprika oh, in there. God. You start adding a different kind of pepper to to pair with it. That Scoville, that Scoville number goes up from there, bro. That's what I was saying. One million is the start. That's the pepper, and then it goes up from there. Jesus Christ, dude, that's insane, hmm. man. But All you got to right, well, do it to challenge yourself, man. You got to do it because if you don't. If you don't challenge yourself, you're not living, man. Oh, I challenge myself every time, dude. I mean, all the time, but <laughs> yeah, booze is kicking in. Um, all right, I'll tell you what, man. Okay, all right, invite me and Tom over. We'll come over to your house, we'll have a nice dinner, we'll, we'll pay for everything, we'll pay for all the food, we'll pay for all the booze, but you got to like supply the, the Carolina Reapers. Okay, I'll do the Carolina Reaper. I have Carolina Reaper sauce, we can do that. I don't have any of the vegetables here right now. Because it's winter time, so I got sauce and I got mustard. You can do that, and then uh, I'll cook some steaks. Oh. And get those, get those set up for you. Oh, dude! Oh my God! Wait, question: Do do these peppers grow all year long, or are they seasonal? Um, they can grow all year long because I'm like, for example, I'm growing them in my house. Mm -hmm. But it, it depends, like when you start them. And then how much you water them and, and what kind of light they get. There's there's all kinds of different factors. So right now, I don't have any of the fruits. I I will come May or May or, May or so, April, May. That should be when they start budding, yeah. Dude, you should start this business, man. The more I think about it, the more I'm just like, dude, if nobody's doing it, and these things are kind of popular – you should be doing it, you know? Yeah. Maybe if you like dilute them or something, like maybe you've got like the million and maybe you dilute it, you like mix it with something else or something or whatever. You, uh, dude, it's like a huge opportunity right there. Like I said, it's like the first person that came to Japan with a fucking, like the first person that opened a Starbucks franchise or the first person that opened a McDonald's franchise. There's fucking McDonald's every, there's Wendy's, there's a fucking what? There's a Burger King fucking there's all sorts of shit this fucking mr donut well mr donuts is japanese all right i take that back <laughs> but yeah i mean you could be the first guy that opens a fucking like or not open a shop but you just start selling these at like maybe maybe you just start selling them at like maybe i don't know don quixote and maybe i don't know village vanguard or like some of these kind of like cool places or something and then maybe you get into like a shop or whatever or a restaurant or something like some kind of a izakaya like maybe watami or something you get a connection I mean, dude, yeah, that's a fucking great opportunity right there, dude. I mean, but first, well, the idea, oh, the idea would be to open your own place and cook food with those peppers in it. So that would be the only place you could get those dishes, right? If you want to try a super hot pasta, if you want to try a super hot burger, if you want to try a super hot pizza, 
because this would be the only place where you could get those peppers. Yo, 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 yo. We've got sponsors on our show, dude. We've got fucking Harry's Sandwich Company, and we also mm-hmm. have Soul Food House, dude. If you want to get your spicy sauce into those two places, it's only a phone call away, yo. We could do that, man. Hell yeah. All right. All right. Well, all right. Well, baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of babies, we got to get into the news, man. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> there's a lot of stories about babies. Actually, I'm just joking. There's no stories about babies, but there's a lot of stories that we got to talk about. Um, dude, let's take a little break. And then when we come back, we're going to get into the news, man. We got a lot of important stories to talk about. Okay, let's do that. All right. Fuck yeah, dude. All right, dude. Peace. All right. Rock on. Boom. In Tokyo and craving soul food, we've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azabujuban. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five-minute walk from the station. Hey, yo, what's up, Vaders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what... If I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepa. Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete at Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, 
the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each and they're worth so much more. These, are, these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool, that's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you and we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade, badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper. And we are back. Oh, man, Jeremy, dude. First off, I want to say thank you so much for being on the show, dude. Fucking, dude, Tom's on diaper duty, dude, and that kind of sucks. We miss him, but, dude, fucking, you stepped up and fucking taking care of business. Thank you so anytime, much. Anytime, my man. friend. Anytime, anytime. All right. And speaking of business, on episode number 579, we have a lot of great news to get into. And, hmm. um, I like to kind of start off slow and work our way up to like some hardcore news. So okay. I think I'm going to start off with a very, I wouldn't say mild story, but out of the stories that we have, this one here is kind of mild. You ready? Ready. Jeremy, have you ever had pizza in Nagoya? I have. You have? How was it? Yeah. Pizza E. It was pizza E? Yeah. How, how in, much, hmm. Oh, I was going to say, it's really good pizza. They, they, they are more of a Napolitan kind of style. Really? Okay, yeah. that's pretty interesting. Pretty interesting because I guess in Nagoya, pizza is like a big deal there because in this story here, from the title, Man Arrested for Robbing Pizza Store. And I, I've been doing this podcast since 2009, and this is the first time I've ever said that. Man arrested for robbing pizza store in Japan. I've read mm -hmm. man arrested for robbing sushi store, ramen store, ramen restaurant, clothing store, jewelry store, but I've never, ever, ever said these words. Man arrested for robbing pizza store in Nagoya. Police in Nagoya have arrested 29-year-old unemployed man on suspicion of robbery and assault after he stole 128,000 yen from a pizza store. Jeremy, how much money is that in American dollars? 
uh, it's just over a thousand dollars, maybe a thousand five hundred dollars, something like that. Yep, and this guy's gonna get about a thousand years for this crime and yeah. injured an employee with a knife last week. According to police, Yuta Kojima has admitted to the charge. Police said he entered the Domino's Pizza store. I, if you're gonna rob a fucking pizza store, go fucking go gold or go home, dude. Domino's. Fucking, then again, I, you know, I, I like Domino's, but it's not like the top place. I mean, in Nakamegro, there's like five like pizza places that are just so amazingly delicious. Domino's, why would you rob a Domino's place? This is crazy. Oh, man. Anyway, <clears throat> police said he entered the Domino's Pizza restaurant in Naka Ward at around 2.20 p.m. on November 30th. Senkai Shimbun reported he threatened a 30-year-old woman employee with a knife. I wonder what kind of a knife. Rambo knife? Probably one of those pizza-cutting knives, the round ones. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> <laughs> he cut her into eight pieces. <laughs> like in Hellraiser. And told her that if she valued her life, she would give him all the money from the safe. The woman sustained a knife wound to her arm before Kojima fled with the money. There were no other employees at the store at the time. Kojima was identified through street surveillance camera footage. Police said Sunday that he was remained that he has remained silent since his arrest. Well, he's looking for a lawyer, that's for sure. I mean, the guy's caught half a brain, but the other half of his brain is deteriorated. You can't commit crimes like this anymore. This is ridiculous. There's CCTV everywhere in Japan. Dude, if you're going to rob a place, you can't. Forget about it. Put the knife down. Go home. Get a job. Actually, you know what? If he got a job at this Domino's Pizza, he probably would have made that much money in one month. Right? Probably. Yeah. Well, why didn't he also steal a pizza, too? He oh, was yeah. there. He could have just also, he's like, give me all that money and um, a cheese pizza. <laughs> Well, maybe cut your other arm. I'll do <laughs> it. Pizza. Maybe she said, I'll, do okay, it. Uh, I'll give you a pizza, but it takes 15 minutes to cook it. And he's like, oh, fuck, 15 minutes. The cops are going to be here. Ah, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's incredible. That's incredible. Well, anyway, um, yeah, I, I've never been to prison, but I heard the food there sucks. So, um, yeah, this guy is going to be eating garbage food for a long, 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 long time. The, the list of things that he has on him, he's got, um, what, uh, let's see, robbery. He's got uh, grand theft. He's got uh, assault. Attempted he's got, murder. Oh, you know, dude. Yeah, yeah. You've got maybe attempted murder. Yeah, dude. You've got like maybe like 10 fucking charges against this guy. This guy is not going to, he's not going to be eating Domino's pizza for a very long time. You think the first food he's going to eat when he fucking, when he's 80 years old and he leaves fucking prison, you think the first food he's going to eat is going to be Domino's pizza? <laughs> That'd be ironic, wouldn't it? Yeah. I've been thinking about this day for a long time. <laughs> yeah. About time for me to go back to that pizza place. Uh, get my pizza back. Uh, what if the same girl is working there? She not only works there, she owns it. Yeah. <laughs> you again. Hey, I got cash this time. Oh, man. As soon as, right. he, as soon as he starts going towards the door, her arm starts where he cut her starts to hurt. She knows oh, he's coming there through her spidey senses. She's got a sixth sense. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's awesome. All right, your story. Your story, my okay. friend. All right, here we go. So let's put, let's put this in a little bit of perspective. So in Japan, 
in order to stimulate um, some tr- travel inside the country, local travel and uh, tourism. Yep. They have a program called Go Go to Travel, and what that basically is is like uh, the the government offers coupons and like a like a, for example on my phone mm-hmm. uh there's a there's a application you can download and you can get like a, a barcode and you show that barcode when you're when you're paying for your meals and basically whatever you've paid on that coupon is deducted from from that barcode so yeah. if i paid 20,000 yen to get my barcode i have 20,000 or 25,000 yen worth of credit on that on that barcode so it's it's a basically the government is supplementing um all this travel and, and restaurant going to eat. So that, that brings us to the story. So the, the program is called Go to Travel. So it says Go to Travel coupons worth 1 million yen stolen from Shizuoka Hotel. A hotel in Shizuoka City, uh, Shimoda City, Shizuoka Prefecture has reported the theft of 1,000 coupons from the government's Go to Travel subsidy uh, campaign. And the intent, it is intended to encourage domestic travel. Uh, the stolen coupons are worth 1 million yen. According to the police, uh, an employee at the Kuro, uh, Fune Hotel uh, noticed the coupons were missing about 1.15 p.m. on Sunday, December 13th. Uh, Sanke Shimbun reported. Uh, the go-to travel coupons, which can be redeemed uh, at, at users' travel destinations, uh, were kept in an unlocked office on the premises. The theft is believed to have occurred between 7 p.m. on December 11th and 7 p.m. Uh, the following day. The coupons are, were valid for six different prefectures, including Shizuoka, Tokyo, and usually are given to hotel guests. The government on Monday announced that it would be suspending go-to travel campaigns from December 28th to January 11th to try to halt the surge in coronavirus cases nationwide. Yeah. So... Um, that that's um, kind of a little bit misleading because even though they're stopping go to travel campaign uh, from the 28th to the, to the 11th, if you've already got your coupons, you can still use them during that time period. They're just not selling any new coupons during that time period. Yeah. So whoever, whoever got off with this 1 million yen or the coupons well done. Cause uh, I don't know how that's going to be traceable at all. True. However, yeah. I'm saying two words. Inside job. Right, good point. Inside job, 110%, dude. Fuck, when it comes to this kind of a crime, it's always inside job, dude. Fucking, whenever anybody robs anything, they're always looking for jewelry, cell phones, cash, money. They're not looking Mm -hmm. for fucking coupons. They don't give a fuck about coupons. But in this case here, these people were looking for coupons because they knew there's fucking a million yen worth of coupons. Million yen is fucking $10,000, dude, which means you could travel all over the country for fucking what? (laughs) Forever. Or you can sell this. Yeah. It says six prefectures. You can use them in six prefectures. So prefectures are like states. So anywhere within those six prefectures, they can just bounce all around. Using these coupons, you know, ten thousand dollars worth of shit. No, but ten thousand dollars, dude, for these guys, they're probably gonna sell them at a discount. They probably just made five thousand dollars, dude. Because if they get these fucking coupons, they're probably gonna be like, "Yo, I've got a coupon." They're gonna sell it, like, uh, for example, if I get a ticket to from Tokyo to 
let's just say from Tokyo to Hokkaido. And I'm like, yo, this coupon's worth $1,000. I'm going to sell it to you for $500. And then somebody's going to buy it and use it and stuff. So probably this $10,000 for them is probably $5,000, which still $5,000 in their pocket with just like a little bit of talking, a little bit of walking. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's look at it this way. Um, watch this. Hey, uh, come here, kid. I uh, got this uh, coupon book that fell off the back of a truck. You interested? The coupons are worth $10,000, but I'll sell them to you for just $2,000. What do you say, kid? I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm going to take it. There he goes. It. That's oh, how yeah, it's going to work, man. So, yeah. And scene. Mm-hmm. And scene, yeah. definitely, dude. Fucking, yeah, inside job. Some fucking kid, I, I bet you anything, it's like high school kid. Some high school kid's there, he's fucking sweeping floors and shit. He's like, oh, somebody left the office unlocked. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, look at all these coupons. Well, I'll just put these in my duffel bag and go to school tomorrow and sell them to all my friends. Dude, all the kids, <laughs> all the kids in this fucking area are all going to be fucking going all over in these luxurious fucking like resorts and resort towns and shit, dude. I, I bet it's like the little rascals on overdrive, dude. <laughs> these kids are going to be looking I'm telling you what, man. This go-to travel is no joke because my wife and I have been using this. We went to Osaka to Universal Studios uh, just about two weeks ago. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was amazing. We got this hotel that was directly in front of uh, Universal Studios' uh, entrance gate. Oh, and I, I think, know that place. I think, yeah. yeah. I think we paid, like, I think we spent 3,000 yen or 30 bucks. That Did was it. Cause, really? Because the whole thing was paid for by the government. The government just... You just you uh you, get, you uh show them your phone and wherever you, the wife had signed up for it, they take a barcode thing and they go and they go like, okay, that'll be three thousand yen. Oh, like, really? And then we gave it to them and we're like, that's awesome. Then we went up to the hotel room, perfect view of Universal Studios from our from our room. We can look down, see like all the rides and stuff, and people walking around and all the lights. And then the room is huge, and it was it was really nice. And like I said. Basically, 30 bucks for that. 30 bucks. Oh, my God. To make lifelong memories. That is actually all right. And, you know, the, the government's received a lot of criticism because of this, because of the whole coronavirus thing, and they're encouraging people to travel. But you know what? It is actually a, a priceless thing that they did do for people to actually move and go all over the country and just see different parts of the country that they would never see in normal days, right. normal life and shit, you know? And I've known people and stuff that have gone, I know this one lady, she, every weekend she travels every weekend. She goes somewhere else and stuff. I mean, she went up to like Hokkaido. She went to the indigenous, was it the indigenous like camps that are up there and stuff? What are uh, they, yeah. Yeah. I know, know you about, right? they know you people that live up there. You know, I knew. I knew that's it. Yeah. She was up there for a while and stuff. She's hanging out with them, learning their way of life. And then after that, she went down South to like Okinawa and stuff. And she's going all over the place and stuff, dude. And I think that's super duper cool. Super duper cool. Dude, I'm fucking wasted. <laughs> <laughs> My wife and I, we've super been to like five cool. different places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We mm -hmm. went to, we went to a uh, Tommy. We went uh, snorkeling out there. We've done mm -hmm. that twice. We've been to Nico, went to all the temples up there. Uh, next week, uh, Two days from two days from now, we're going to uh, Yamanashi, which is a different prefecture up by Mount Fuji. Yep. Uh, where there's a where there's a exotic bird uh, sanctuary up there. So we're gonna go see all these exotic birds. Oh, cool. And, uh, cool. Yeah, really cool. And then right right next to Mount Fuji, so the scenery is gonna be awesome. We're gonna stay up there for a night, and then you know um, 
once summertime rolls back around, we'll do more snorkeling, scuba diving trips. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, definitely, dude. You got to take advantage of that. That's awesome. All right. Well, on that note, um, yeah, if you want to know who stole these coupons, um, pay attention to the kids. <laughs> There's right. a lot of like <laughs> high schoolers just traveling all over the place and stuff. It's them. It's them. Kids. <laughs> Lucky kids. All right. Moving on to the next story. Um, let's see here. <clears throat> Jeremy, I got to ask you, have you ever lost something in Japan, like a wallet, keys, a bag that's been returned to you? Oh yeah, I lost my bag. It had my passport, my camera, my my um, mobile phone inside of it. Yeah, so and it all came back to me, and, and nothing was missing. Jeez, Louise! All right, well, that's old school Japan. Moving forward to present day, suspect held for stealing wallet of man sleeping in station parking lot. Now, faders, all right, this is Tokyo, and we've all been there. We've all fallen asleep in strange places. I fell asleep in Yoyogi Park. I woke up. I was fine. Okay. <clears throat> However, it didn't work out for this guy. Yokohama, which is actually a really nice part of Japan. Police in Yokohama. Where I live. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I was in Minato Mirai about last week. Great place. Oh, I love it down there. Yeah, I love ah, it down it's there. Beautiful. Um, police in Yokohama have arrested a 34-year-old suspect on suspicion of stealing the wallet of a man who is sleeping in a train station parking lot in July. There we go. Parking lot. Never fall asleep in a parking lot. Bad things happen. The incident occurred at around 6.30 a.m. on July the 11th. The parking lot near Tsunashima Station in Kohoku Ward. Sankishima. I used to live at this station. This used to be my station before I bought my place here. We lived in Tsunashima Station. It's where the Apple uh, has their data. Apple has their data center out there. So there's a lot of uh, foreigners that live out there. It's a pretty interesting place. Are there a lot of foreigners who are sleeping in the parking lots? <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised, bro, because they get drunk as fuck. <laughs> Everybody gets wasted. A 48-year-old male company employee from Tokyo was snoozing, which means he was wasted, after missing his stop on the train, as we all have done so many times. Please, please allege Shohei Tamura, a company employee from Yokohama City, stole the wallet containing 5,500 yen, about 55 bucks, and the victim's driver's license, which is actually worth a million times more than that. Because getting your driver's license or any kind of a card renewed in Japan takes pain in the ass. Day. Oh, God, it's such a pain in the ass. Oh, my God, dude. I, it's the worst thing ever. I would pay thousands of dollars instead of going to the immigration office, dude. Not thousands, Damn. hundreds. Oh, it's such a pain in the dick. Um, but yeah. anyway, so 5,500 oh, 5, yen from the victim's driver's license as well as other personal items from his bag. According to police, the unsuspecting victim was intoxicated at the time. He's probably listening to Got Paid in Japan. He noticed probably. that his wallet was missing 20 minutes after the theft. Uh, Tamura was later identified as a suspect when a nearby surveillance camera CCTV footage showed him lifting the wallet from the man's bag. See, you can't do shit in Japan anymore, dude. Don't commit there's, crimes because you're going to get busted. There's little cameras on the train these days so because they had guys trying to finger bang chicks on the train, you know, and uh, they had to put those cameras in. So right now, they, you can't do shit. Like Johnny said, if you do anything, you're, you're done, man. You're done up and you've ruined your life. Forever. Yeah, dude. Forever. 
forever, dude. Yeah, man. Fucking, there's so many cameras in the trains these days that's ridiculous, dude. You can't do shit, which is actually a good thing. It's a good thing that you can't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> don't do yeah. shit because you can't do shit and don't do shit in the first place. Boom. Oh, man. All right, Jeremy. Next story. Okay. This is a, kind of a long one. So it's a sad one as well. So, man indicted for murder over Kyoto animation, sorry, Kyoto animation arson attack. Oh, yeah. So, uh, this guy, uh, is, uh, he, he attacked the place and lit it on fire back in the day, about a year ago. Yeah. So, it says, uh, deep anime hardcore, anim, uh, hardcore fans, ex- uh, extremely detailed stuff like a kion. Uh, the Japanese prosecutors on Wednesday charged a man with murder over the 2019 arson attack on Kyoto anime, which killed 36 people, the uh, country's deadliest attack in decades. Shinji Aoba, 42, was detained in the aftermath of the July attack, but but has been hospitalized since with severe burns sustained in the incident and reportedly only regained consciousness in August. The charges, which the Kyoto Shimbun newspaper said also included attempted murder and arson, came after a psychiatric evaluation of Aoba. More than 30 people were also injured in the attack, in which Aoba is accused of breaking into the studio building, spreading gasoline around on the ground and floor, and setting it alight. So, just to make this clear, people were working upstairs. So what this numb nuts did is he lit, he went into the first floor and lit all those those you know the first floor on fire and all the stairs going down to the first floor he lit that shit on fire so all the people who were on floor 9 10 11 12 all trapped up there right that's that's how sick this dude is fucking sick right so Alba reportedly confessed to the arson and said uh, and is said to have shouted drop dead before the fire before starting the fire there have been claims that have accused the studio of stealing his work uh, which Kyoto Animation has uh, denied doing um, many of those killed in the blaze were young including a 21 year old woman the parents of, such, of some of the people killed uh, said news of the charge did little to help them ease their pain uh, my feelings don't change. Uh, Chieko Takimoto, who lost her son, uh, Yasuhiro, told NHK. When I'm alone, I want to cry remembering him. I'm so sad he's gone. And another one said, no matter what Aoba says in court, Yasuhiro won't come back, added the father of uh, Yasu Takimoto. This reality won't change no matter what ruling is given. The attack sent shockwaves through the animation industry and its fans in Japan and around the world. These people who carry out Japanese animation, who carry the Japanese animation industry on their shoulders, uh, Kyoto Animation President Hideaki Hata told reporters at the time, it's heartbreaking. Uh, Japanese jewels were lost. He's referring to the people who died. Uh, Aoba nearly died uh, of the injuries sustained in the attack. A doctor who treated him told the Kyoto Shinbun uh, newspaper recently. He required 12 surgeries <clears throat> to apply skin grafts. Uh, the hospital opted to use Aoba's own skin rather than the graft bank to avoid shortages of skin for his victims, the doctor said. 
Alba only uh, only regained consciousness in August. Uh, he added, and apparently sobbed with relief after undergoing a procedure in September to restore his ability to speak. Uh, Kyoto Animation, known for its known by its fans as Kill Kill Annie, is well known for both domestically and international. In, is well known both domestically and international for its role in producing popular TV anime series, including Kaon. While many animation studios are based in Tokyo, the firm reportedly felt strong about remaining in the ancient city of, of Kyoto. Its work is often featured elaborate screenshots described as Kyoani quality by enthusiastic fans. <laughs> Violent crime and particularly mass casualty incidents are vanishingly rare in Japan, uh, which has strict gun control laws. Arson is considered a particularly serious offense in Japan, uh, where many buildings are made of wood and extremely fire-prone. In 2008, an arson attack on a video shop in Osaka killed 16 people, and the attacker is now on death row. Japan is one of the few development nations that, re that retain the death penalty, with more than 100 inmates on death row now, and support for it remains high. But many years... But I'm sorry, but many years usually pass between sentencing and execution, which is carried out by hanging in Japan. So that's and right. If they they get, they uh, take you and they hang you up by your neck until you are dead in Japan. And the thing is, they don't tell you when your execution date is going to be. And they don't tell you about what's what's happening in like your appeals. You just sit there in death row. And then one day a guy comes in and says, OK, you can go now. Or the same guy comes in and says, uh, "Grab your stuff. We're going down to the we're going down the hall to the hanging room." This is a fucked up story in so many different levels. We we covered this story uh, years ago, like two years ago, when it first yeah. happened. And um, I, I really got to applaud the doctor, the doctor that took care of this fucking asshole. This doctor, he followed what's it called the Hippocratic the Hippocratic Oath. Right. It's like the oath not that to do any harm. Yeah, the, the, the oath for doctors, basically, they got to take care of their patients no matter what. Because if I was a doctor and this guy came into my hospital and I'm supposed to keep this guy alive, I'm not sure if I could do it. I'm like, this guy's a piece of shit. This guy's a scumbag. Yeah. Dude, it'd yeah. be really hard for me to fucking spend hours and hours and hours of time and labor taking care of this guy when I could be taking care of people who actually – deserve my 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 help and my my skill set you know but instead i'm fucking taking care of this fucking asshole you know oh man i but don't one, know one key point one key point the doctor pointed out here is they said he got 12 surgeries to apply skin grafts but they insisted that they use alba's own skin rather than going to the graft bank to avoid shortages of skin for his victims oh. <laughs> they're not they're not wasting any any good skin or, or donated skin on this fucking cunt they're they, they're like peeling it off his back and then putting it on his butt or whatever wherever he got burned. Oh my Fuck god! Yeah. What if it was like what if his face looks like a ball sack because they took the skin from his balls and shit? So he's got this ball sack on his face, whatever, like leather face and shit. And he's got this yeah. little slip for his mouth, like what toss you? It could happen. It could happen. Now, the thing is, I want to point out here. I've seen I've seen the death room where. Uh, where they take them to hang them. You saw and the actual one? I haven't seen the actual I, I one. Didn't, I, saw it on t I saw it on TV. I didn't go there. I don't want to go photos. there. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the thing is that you got to realize this is not a gallows. A gallows is where you'll stand on a, a platform and the bottom drops out and you pop your neck on the way down, right? Yeah. Like the way yep. they killed Saddam Hussein. This yep. is a hanging room where there's the floor is solid. They tie the rope around your neck and they go, and they lift your ass up off the floor and you choke to death. Yep. And you see Buddha in front of you. They get a big Buddha statue in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird because I don't, well, anyway, that's no here nor there, but yeah, fuck this guy, dude. Fuck this guy. This is kind of weird. You know why he, you know, he did this. Do you know the story why he did this? I said in the article, he said that he thinks that they stole his work. Dude, exactly. It's the same thing what happened to Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol, basically, he would get scripts and scripts and scripts all day long from fucking all sorts of weirdos from all over the world and shit because Andy Warhol started making movies and making people fucking famous. And this one right. fucking chick, her name was Valerie Salonis, I think. She wrote this fucking script called Scum. And the, sc- the Scum was uh, basically an acronym for Society of Cutting Up Men. Now, at that time, that was so revolutionary, right-wing feminist that even Andy Warhol was just like, nah, we ain't going to do this. And basically, he threw it away. Now, Valerie freaked the fuck out. Today, probably that that, that would be made, actually. <laughs> probably. <laughs> she Independently. Needed she needed to do it or just wait. But anyway, um, basically, what happened was Andy would just threw it away. He's like, fuck this shit. We're not going to make a movie about this scum situation. And fucking what happened was she she went bazonkers. She's like, you're basically sitting on this script because it's so good. And you're going to make a movie out of this and to fucking give it back. And Andy's like, dude, we threw it away. Sorry. And she fucking walked into his fucking studio with fucking two revolvers and shot him fucking three times. And fucking, I think she shot one more person. But mm. Andy got pretty much the bear of it and stuff. I think that's what happened. I, it's been a while since I fucking thought about this. But anyway. Yeah, and that pretty, pretty much fucked him up for the rest of his life. He had to wear like a brace and uh, he was never back to the same. Hmm. That's true. His, all his art, his friends, everything for Andy Warhol changed after that, after he recovered. That is absolutely correct. But the thing is, it's just like, yeah, I think this is the same situation. Some fucking psycho is just like, yo, I'm giving you this best script ever, which is like a piece of shit. And fucking the fucking people, they're like, the people that own the company or fucking Andy Warhol, they're like, no, this is fucking stupid. They fucking throw it away. And this guy goes bonkers. Fucking that's a problem with the art world. There's a lot of fucking crazy people in it. Case in point, me. <laughs> also, but let me point something out. If you're if you want to be a scriptwriter or you want to make art, you just can't send your shit to un, un unsolicited to an animation company or a movie studio or an artist because there's there's laws that have to be uh, um, looked after. There's contracts that have to be looked after. You've got to go through the right channels. If you can't, if you just can't send it willy nilly into a place. Because they can't accept it. They can't accept it because it's illegal for them just to take some weirdo's script and, and make a movie out of it. It's got to go through the right channels. Don't do that. Well, if you, you want to be, yeah, if you want to be a, a script writer, you want to be in the movie business, go through the correct channels, make a movie, get in cans, you know, write a script, uh, submit it to, you know, contests, you know, do all these kind of things. What were you going to say, Johnny? Uh, if I remember correctly, they did do contests. This animation company was not a famous animation company. It was kind of like mm-hmm. a, it was like an otaku anime company for otakus. Like this company, um, there was it called their Goku 
Goku, I think that was the name of their uh, their their flagship anime. Like they were so specific about how their animation was. When people play guitars, they actually played real chords on real. Oh right. Like these people were fucking like mad hardcore. Like how like detailed they were. And another thing was, this guy when he submitted his his work to this company. This company actually did like uh, what did they do? They did contest where basically they accepted everybody's work and they reviewed everybody's work and stuff, right? So they actually, this is kind of like a thing where like they accepted like all these fucking like uh, scripts and this guy's mm. like, oh, you use my script. But actually in reality, they didn't. This guy's just a fucking piece of shit creep. Freak. Nutbag. Yeah, yeah fucking nutbag. But um, yeah, so actually they, they actually did one of those kind of, um, those kind of contests, sadly. And um, yeah, but, Fuck this guy, dude. I'm, you know. He ruined it for everyone. Yeah, he ruined it for everyone. I, I hope this guy survives. Well, he survived. I hope he fucking survives like another 20 years just so he can like live 20 years in fucking prison, torture, and just like a horrible, have a horrible life and shit, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. That it is what it is. Fuck this guy, dude. I'm fucking done talking about this guy. Fuck him. Let's talk fuck about him. Fuck him and the horse he came in on. All right. We're not done. We're not out of the woods yet, dude. I think you got one more story of even a worse fucking horrible dickhead. Oh, yeah. Also known as the Twitter killer. Oh, shit. The Twitter killer. All right. Let me pull that up. Give me a second. Sure. The Twitter killer. I had it up a second ago. Let's see. Oh, this is great for all the people listening to Got Fit in Japan. They're like, oh, Johnny, you didn't have it up? No, I didn't have it up. <laughs> Sorry, dude. But the Twitter Yeah, killer. this guy's a special piece of shit. And uh, we're going to tell you about it. Because like, everyone thinks about Japan. They're like, oh, they're so polite. They're so nice. Well, we have our share of crazy fucking dickheads as well. Um, anybody and, uh, that listens to this podcast knows exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, there's there's yeah. no bullshit in that. Um, Every country in the world's like this. Yep. Okay, here we go. The Twitter killer. Now, the Twitter killer was a huge fucking deal. I mean, for so long and finally is fucking coming to a close. The Twitter killer sentenced to death for nine murders. Tokyo. A Japanese court on Tuesday sentenced a man dubbed Japan's Twitter killer to death for the 2017 murders of eight women who posted suicidal thoughts on social media and a brother of one of the victims. Now, we cover this fucking way back in the day. So if you go back in the day and you just like Google this, you will fucking find our fucking like episode and you can get all the fucking details. This right here is the update and it is fucked up. Anyway, kind of a recap. Takahiro Shirarishi, 30 years old, was found guilty in the high-profile case by the was it the Takeshikawa branch of the Tokyo District Court of murdering and dismembering and storing the bodies of nine of his uh, victims in his apartment near Tokyo. <clears throat> Presenting judge. Naoki Yano ruled that none of the eight women consented to being killed and that Shirashi was mentally fit to be held responsible, responsible for the murders. The judge described the crimes as extremely vicious, 
violent, adding that the cases had given people a cause of concern regarding how deeply rooted the social media has become in our society. Whether Shiriashi killed the victims with their consent was the major point of contention in the lay judge trial. Dude, this is fucked up. But anyway, moving forward, prosecutors had sought the death penalty for Shirashi, who pleaded guilty to the crimes. Thank God he did. It makes it speedy. But defense mm-hmm. lawyers had argued that he was guilty only of the lesser charge of homicide with the consent that he had the victim's tactic approval based on messages that they had sent him. While prosecutor, prosecutors pointed out that there was no way for the victims to consent to being killed based on Shiriashi's testimony that they resisted when being strangled, the defense team argued that they only did so due to their reflexes. Fuck right. guys, dude. Fuck these lawyers. Fuck this guy. I'm so pissed off. Just reading this again is just making me more and more pissed off. And I'm kind of fucked up. <clears throat> the defense also claimed that this Shinashi was possibly either mentally incompetent or was in a state of dismanished capability at the time of the murders. But prosecutors concluded he could be held criminally liable after he was put through five months of psychiatric testimony before testing before he was indicted in September 2018. Man, this is completely fucked up. The serial killings first came to light in October 2017 when police officers visited Shinashi's apartment and found several coolers containing body parts during their search for the missing 23-year-old Tokyo woman, who later turned out to be one of the victims. Shinashi said that he given the women the death penalty... Oh, wait, wait. Sanishi said that, get, ah, God, I'm fucking wasted. I'm fucking pulling a tom. Shinashi said that even if given the death penalty, he would not appeal. The crime sustained many in Japan, uh, promoting the central government and social networking service business to boost support for young people in need of help. God damn it, dude. That's what happens when you drink too much beer and doing the fucking last story. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Uh, let me help you out with this one. So one of the interesting points that we, we want to point out here is that yeah. as the girl went missing and they told they got the police involved, her brother got access to her Twitter account and uh, he alerted the police out of a suspicious handle uh, leading them to Shirazi's residence on the morning of Halloween 2017. Oh, so as, story, huh? All right, good. Yeah. So as, as the police got there and, and uh, they checked out the house, they they described it as a house of horrors with what you mentioned that they found large containers containing arms and legs and large leg bones and slashed up uh, body parts inside of coolers. Yeah, it was and, just like uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's house, dude. It's just like Jeffrey Dahmer's house. And exactly. that's how they caught him. So all these people weren't, were on um, on Twitter saying that they wanted to kill themselves. And this guy would invite him over and, and he would say that he would help them, you know, check out. And he did. And he, he was a sicko, bro. And... Um, I want to I want to point out that you know that even though I'm I'm not really for the death penalty, I think that this kind of guy is, is does not need to be in society. He needs to be locked away forever. And I also want to point out that hey, if you're out there and you feel sad or depressed, or if you're lonely or something's going on in your in your life and you and you feel like you're all alone, there's people out here who will listen to you and help you. And I'm going to point out to you that if you live in Japan. There's a thing called 
there's a company called Tell, and Tell has a counseling hotline. It's called the Lifeline. And if you yep. speak Japanese, mostly Nihongo Shabin Natara, you can call 03-5774-0992, and they're available every every day. Uh, you know, to help you to listen to you and talk to you. If you're an English speaker, the hours are less, but look, there's still help for you as well. There's counseling and inquiries. Uh, you can call a different number, which is 03-4550-1146. That's an English hotline. They're available Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you're feeling sad, if you feel like you want to hurt yourself or you feel like you can't go on or you're having some depression issues, get help. Talk. Everything can be talked about and we can get through this, but you have to talk. And please take time to call these numbers and uh, don't do anything rash. Oh, um, let's go get <laughs> this story got deep, dude. All right. Yes. Faders, faders, definitely. There's no beer in heaven, maybe in hell, but still, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. We're not sure. So, what, stick around, stick around. Yeah. Stick around. Hang out with us. Listen to the show. Crack open a beer and listen to God Faded Japan. That's what you got to do. But the thing is, and stuff. Going to a guy like this, this guy's a fucking creep. You know what he did with the bodies? He fucking actually sexually molested all the bodies, except for the dude that was the brother and stuff. This guy did some fucking heinous fucking shit. This is absolutely horrific what this guy did. And the death penalty? God, dude, I, I really hope they take him out quickly because the thing is, I I feel sick that my tax, I, my debt, my tax dollars are paying to keep this guy alive let's get him out of society and i'm not i'm not a death penalty kind of guy but this guy is just fucking too much dude this guy is fucking garbage dude he's out of control i, I don't know man i mean i might be too wasted but i'm maybe i'm not too wasted fuck this guy yeah fuck him he, he does not deserve to be in society he's, he's a fucking scumbag any mm-hmm. any guy who goes around trying to hurt girls you know because not because of any any reason like sexist reason you shouldn't hurt anyone, to be honest. But I mean, exactly. This guy didn't pick on dudes like me, six foot four, you know, two hundred, you know, two hundred and sixty pounds. He's not going to pick on me. He's going to go pick on people who are smaller than him, which makes him a coward. In my book. <laughs> yeah, makes him a coward in my book. Yeah, you know what? But he could, you know. See, the fucking thing is, this guy, this piece of shit, had the fucking power to do something good. If he could attract all those fucking people, he could have been like, yo. Are you depressed? Are you sad? You're fucking feeling suicidal. You want to do the fucking deed? How about this? You meet me at Starbucks. We're going to fucking have a couple of lattes. We're just going to fucking like just talk this out. And we're going to fucking like find something positive and stuff. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna fucking like change things around and stuff. Maybe we're going to change our diet. We're going to go to the gym. You know, he could have yeah. completely changed this around and just made like a positive situation. But no, this guy fucking did the fucking complete polar opposite. And he went fucking to the dark side. Fuck this guy. But the thing is, like, I mean, anybody's got the opportunity to do that, dude. If you got a fucking friend or a coworker or a family member that's fucking doing some weird shit and they're, they're talking about some kind of dark stuff or whatever, you can take them aside. You can take them to Starbucks or fucking, I don't know, Happy Huey's fucking, like, donut shop or whatever and fucking just, like, you know, have some fucking snacks and fucking just talk about life and shit, dude. You might be the person that makes a difference. Yeah, sometimes it's a talk 
and that that talk is all it takes to fucking bring somebody out of the dark side and shit. I mean, fucking, you guys right now listen to Got Fit in Japan, dude, maybe having a beer with us right now. Maybe right now you're in your fucking apartment somewhere, maybe in fucking Finland, Sweden, Scandinavia, somewhere, maybe fucking in Chile, maybe some somewhere in Ohio and shit. You're just like, man, fucking life sucks, dude. Coronavirus sucks, dude. But you listen to us, you're having a fucking beer with us and shit. We're drinking with you right now. Hell- I'm drinking with you. Fucking Jeremy's drinking with you and shit, dude. Oh, yeah. this right now and shit, dude. Fucking like, you know what? Life isn't that bad. I've got, I'm listening to a couple of assholes make some jokes and shit in fucking Japan and shit, dude. Fucking it's all good, dude. So fucking always look on the positive side of life. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I'm kind of fucked up tonight, but I'm saying, dude, it's a good way to be. Be fucked yeah. up. Enjoy the show. Enjoy life. And if you need help, fucking call, call tell. What's it called? Tell. Can you get that number one more time? Yeah, hold on one second. I'll just close that. <laughs> yeah, just shut down all the porn and bring up tell. <laughs> yeah, I just I just closed that 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 page. So, but what you're saying is correct. If you you know we're giving out the Tokyo number, but whatever whatever country you live in has has a similar uh, service, and you should just talk to them. What could it hurt? I'm gonna give yeah. you the number. So if you're a Japanese speaker, you can call zero three five seven seven four. 0992. If you're an English speaker from the time uh, from Monday through Friday, 10 to 3 p.m., you can call 03-4550-1146. Talk to the people, man. Let, let them know your feelings. Let them know what's going on in your life. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Don't go to some fucking asshole. Go to some fucking professionals and listen to Godfit yeah. Japan and tell all your friends you listen to Godfit Japan. All right, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking shameless plug but i gotta do it um dude i think that's awesome i think we did fucking if there is a god and i know you and i are both atheists we just did yeah. god's work <laughs> we're like the blue yeah. tonight <laughs> where's my shit so in, order, in order to do something nice you don't need any supernatural beings to be involved you just need to be a nice person with good intentions and you can do all the nice things in the world you don't have to have a church or anything involved but yeah. you know we're trying to we're trying to get drunk but we also want our people to be safe and, and happy. And everybody at, at some point or another goes through a rough time. And if you do, have a beer. Talk to somebody about it. It's that simple, isn't it? Hell yeah, it is. All right, man. Dude, the fucking awesome, dude. Got fit in Japan usually never ends on a happy note like this. Usually we're more <laughs> faded than anything. But anyway, fucking I'm very happy that it did end on this note, dude. And I'm going to say, you know what? This is the fucking Christmas and end of the year show, dude. Fucking the end of the year. I, dude, we don't give a shit what kind of holiday or what kind of fucking religion or anything that you're in and stuff. Dude, it's fucking 2020 is fucking finished. 2021 is coming up and stuff. So this is the end of the year show. Uh, Jeremy, give me some fucking compies. Give me some love. Compi, brother. Here we go. Here's With the shit. Spider-Man cup. Oh, I love the Spider-Man Cup. That's fucking awesome, dude. I fucking do. Dude, in the future, I'm coming over to your place. Me and Tom are gonna be there and shit, dude. It's gonna be fucking like WrestleMania fucking twenty, dude. It's gonna be insane, dude. <laughs> I hope you're ready for this. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be fucking mad fun. All right, faders, thank you so much for tuning in to Got Faded Japan. Um, we do have a Patreon page. If you want to support the Patreon page, we fucking welcome it. It costs five dollars, and it means the world to us. If you don't have the money, we fucking completely understand, dude. Fucking times are tough and stuff. So um, if you don't have it, definitely go down to iTunes, write a five-star review and write something nice or whatever. And um, on top of that and stuff, we do have Facebook and we do have Twitter and all that other shit. Just do that stuff. It'll be all good. I'm fucking faded, dude. I'm fucking faded as mad fuck. 
but whatever, dude, it's all good. <laughs> Fitters, thank you very much for tuning in. It's been a fucking uh, interestingly positive Got Fitted Japan tonight. And um, on that note, we're going to see you fucking um, next year. Peace. Jeremy, thank you. Adios. Thank you, bud. Later, dude. See you, man. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't stand to it. <laughs> you sure I should use me? We're going freaky! Yeah. We came, we saw, we kicked his ass. Your move, creep. Oh, man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.